Holly. Hey, Dave. How are you today on the What Difference Does It Make podcast? I'm feeling pretty excited today. I feel like we're going to geek out over some more of the music played on K-Rock in 1986. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. We get a friend of the show, Craig Rosen, into the virtual studios, not the actual studios, unfortunately. You need someone and give Craig a call and boom. He's totally got us covered. He's all about teamwork with us. If we need him, he's there. And he's great. Uh, the hard part is when you have him in his house, he's always standing up and looking for the records that we're discussing. Next time we talk to him, we'll have to put a seatbelt on him. Talking about the music played on K-Rock in 1986. And with Craig, we're talking about numbers 30 to 21. And how do we get a picture of what Craig is looking like and what his uh, big CD room looks like? Where would one find that? You definitely want to check out our social media because we're going to post clips from the chat with Craig at What Difference Does It Make podcast. And also on our social media at WDDIM podcast, we'll be posting lots of clips with Craig. I like that. I like to see clips. We're still in 1986. We are at songs 30 to 21 played on KROQ back in the day, 1986. Let's get right (laughs) into it. This is the What Difference Does It Make podcast. There you are. Hello. 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 Look at the shirt. I read the notes. You did your notes. Oh, very good. You studied up. You're already 50% ahead of most of our guests. Okay. That's good. (laughs) So my head feels like it's going to explode. I've I've cracked a beer. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's five. Okay. Yes. It's, it's an honor of Holly. 310. Are you in the 310 area code? I am. Well, thank you. Sure. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, yes. Salute. That is pretty much like Steve Diggle would do. He just comes straight from the pub and does a podcast and then leaves oh. leaves after the interview and uh, then goes back to the pub. He goes back. Yeah. He's a professional. Yeah. And this is my day off. This is, yeah. This- <laughs> I don't know if I've been in this room with, with you guys. Uh, this is my office. So I'm one of those obnoxious guys with the huge CDs collection behind me. I saw somebody else was one of those guys recently. Yeah. CDs on the wall, vinyl in the closet, Yeah, pink champagne on ice, yeah. <laughs> the alternate version of Hotel California. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On with the show. We can do this all yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, we don't need to chit chat about chit chat during. Oh, we get right to the music with Craig. Yeah. Talk about your career and your, you know, your upbringing, but we've done that with you. Yes. You have. So here's what we're doing. Case uh, nobody knows, uh, we are talking about songs 30 to 21 that were on the K Rock playlist back in 1986. These are the best of the best. We've reached the top 30 now. Nice. And, and you get the 10 song chunk. This is Craig Rosen, friend of the show, Craig Rosen. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Glad to be here. Always okay. glad to, be, to, to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Always a pleasure. And you studied, from what I understand. I looked at it. I never really studied, but uh, I did look at it. Use that term study loosely. Craig, we're talking K-Rock. We're talking 1986. We are talking songs 30 to 21. Are you all set? I'm set. Okay. I I was a K-Rock listener then. All right. It it was a preset in in my white 1974 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Perfect. What was a typical day like for Craig Rosen in 1986? 
86, I'm, I'm thinking. I was a, a graduate at that point of uh, Cal State Northridge, and I was working at the uh, LA Daily News. I'd listen to K-Rock. Who was doing the morning show at that point? Probably, Do you remember? Probably uh, Richard could, Blade. Could be Ramondo and the Blade back then. Could be. Because, yeah, Kevin and Bean didn't start till the 1990s. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a little, I wasn't covering radio quite yet then. There was a radio guy at, at the Daily News. Who was that? Before I did it, uh, back then, there might have been this guy named Martin Boo. Ray Richmond might have covered radio, too. I don't know. And what were you covering at the Daily News in 1986? Uh, well, I was uh, started as an editorial assistant. They allowed me to do some record reviews and everything. Mostly just like answering phones, filing photos and stuff. When So, BAM was, was this just freelance that you were doing in 86? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you wrote for BAM and for Daily News in the 86. Well, I guess I was freelancing for BAM and Daily News was the, the full-time job out of college as an editorial assistant. Just out of curiosity, how much did BAM pay you? This, BAM was a free magazine. Yeah, I can't remember how much they paid, but it probably wasn't a lot. Uh, I remember that. I think that magazine, the first magazine that I wrote for was called Action Now, which was sort of like a spin-off. Well, it was skateboarder. It evolved into something else when skateboarding kind of went downhill. Pardon the unintentional yeah. pun. Uh, uh, they they combined uh, like an action sports magazine. So it was skateboarding and snowboarding and BMX and stuff like that. And I did record reviews for them. And I think they paid like 50 bucks for a, for a short review. I don't know how many words. That was the first, first paying gig. That's not too bad. That pays for, yeah, uh, it was, yeah you can fill up uh, your Carmen Ghia for 15 bucks, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And I was already getting, you know, I, I, like I may have mentioned before, I got into this whole racket just to get free records. <laughs> and that was uh, the back to murmur. I did get that from the Sundial newsroom. I, it arrived there. It wasn't addressed to me. It was probably addressed to the entertainment editor, which I don't think I was at that point, but I grabbed it and uh, I didn't realize uh, they came out the same day, but I guess the Violent Femmes album did come out that very same day. You know, I fell in love with actually listening to Murmur, but I remember that Violent Femmes album pulling out the lyric sheet at CSUN in front of the bookstore, like between classes and reading the lyrics and I'm like, I love this band. And I hadn't heard a note yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just based on the lyrics. Okay. Susie All right. records. All right. So <laughs> number, I'm sorry. Number 30 is Susie and the Banshees, Cities in Dust. I know they're here somewhere. Holly, do you know the name of the album? I remember buying that at, at Moby Disc, I think. Uh, Tinderbox. Yes, I did have that. Well, the two CDs that I have, I do have one record on vinyl. There's probably some uh, crossover. The, the singles 
and then the best of Susie and the Banshees, which I'm sure there's, you know, a lot of overlap there. And the one vinyl record. Oh, and the one thing that I do love is like uh, looking what records are filed next to the records, like (laughs) Sir Douglas Quintet and Sir (laughs) Mix-a-Lot are next to Susie. (laughs) And even Stranger next to the vinyl record, which I did have sticking out, is... uh, Simon and Garfunkel and the, the Singing Nun, which was the number one album. There you go. And the one vinyl album I have, promo, of course, with the promo stamp, is this from the Geffen years, Through the Looking Glass. Yeah, that's when they were on Geffen. Do I know anything on this? Hmm. hmm, hmm. Oh, The Passenger. Yeah. All yeah, right. Oh, Johnny Jewel, they covered that too? I didn't even know that. Johnny Jewel, is that, that's a television song, right? I believe so. I think so. Yes, speaking of The Passenger and Susie, yeah. we're going to see both of them at the Cruel World Fest. Yeah. Uh, who would you see? Would you see Iggy or would you see Susie if you had a choice? Uh, I heard that they weren't going to uh, to have so much overlap this year. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would see, oh, that would be really tough. I've seen Iggy before. And I love Iggy, and I don't want to miss Iggy, but I've never seen Susie, so it's a hard one. I'll have to split myself in two. Okay. <laughs> Who would you I, see, Dave? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like Craig because I've seen Iggy, but Iggy is great. I, I don't know, and it's been a long time. I've saw Susie. I both of them actually. I saw both of them as opening acts. I saw Susie opening up for David Bowie at Anaheim Stadium. Oh wow! That was in oh Anaheim, my god! That was Anaheim Stadium. Uh, the, what what tour was that? That was the Glass Spider tour. Really? Yeah. Susie, I thought the Go Go's. I thought it was the Go Go's and someone else. No, no, that was the Serious Moonlight, and then the next. Oh. That, oh. Okay. Yeah, for tonight when that when that album came out, he did uh, tour to get he did this Glass Spider tour, and Susie was the opening act. Okay. She. Wow. I, I feel like, like I didn't really because I you know it was a stadium show. It was tough to uh, to enjoy. Um, yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Susie. I'm pretty sure I haven't. All right. Well, we'll f- have to figure it out. We'll figure out something. Yeah. Holly's all, uh, wait, what are you? Are you, I was going to say you're all Susie, but what would you, who would you? Uh... That's really hard, but I think I got to do Susie. Okay. I've never seen her. Yeah, me neither. We got to start here. We got to start the campaign. How do we do this? They have to, Iggy and Susie have to duet on The Passenger. I would think so, right? They have oh. to do, they, you know, because his song, she covered it. That would be great. We can start a campaign. Yeah. Attention, what difference does it make listeners? <laughs> make it happen. All right. We're so, on you. Well, what about the song, Cities and Dust? What do you think of that song? I like it. It's good. It's got a good beat and you can dance to it. A 95. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give it a 95. It's a good one. It, it, it's funny. I don't think at the time I might've been a little snobby about Susie and the Banshees. Cause I felt like that they were like a band that everybody loved. And I always like sort of went against that thing, like the cure even a little bit. And, you know, when they got really popular, I sort of rebelled against some bands, but now I, I, I really enjoy them. And I've played some of their songs in my spin class and I got, got a reaction. I don't think I've, I may have played Cities and Dust. I remember playing Christine, the Strawberry Girl, recently. <laughs> and uh, somebody like that. Yeah, I, I got a comment. So that's always good. Yeah, Cities and Dust has a nice uh, beats per minute. That would be a good spinning song. Maybe it, I'll put it in rotation for next week. 
you'll have to do a cruel world playlist yeah. for uh, for your spin oh class. yeah it, it'll happen oh it'll happen. oh i know it will i do find it amusing that you thought Susie was so popular and she was Never had a top 40 hit. Never played on top 40 radio. She was not Madonna, Craig. I, I know, know. I know. I know. But there was a, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like like all the cool got kids really loved Susie and the Banshees. So, like, eh, you know, sort of turned my nose up. But, you know, hey, I still held on to the records. And, and I, I do like her. It was a girl, wasn't it, that really liked, that you liked, that liked Susie and the Banshees. And she... I mean, this is what happens with me. They break your no. heart, so there's a bad association. No, no, that wasn't the case with me, Dave. Don't project onto me. Yeah, I, all right. <laughs> Thank right. you very much. Don't project your life story onto me. Fair enough. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I can, I can respect that. We may have some things in common, but that's not one of them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. I also put in the question, does Susie belong in the Rock Hall? What do you think? Uh, hey, you know what? Why not? Why not? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, why? Yeah, put the Smiths, put the replacements in, and Susie and the Banshees. Thank you. Okay, I'm down with it. There okay, you go. all right, yeah. there you go. We're all inclusive there. Do you think so, Dave? Yes, I think she was influential, and you could. Talk, oh, she was. You could talk to uh, you know, ask Florence and the Machine if uh, she listened to the Susie and you know a, a lot of other bands that I think yeah, Susie had a great influence on a lot of bands that they're playing at Coachella. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that you know early punk influencer and scenester and went on to do some good work. Yeah. They should be in. Thank you, Craig. Okay. You convinced me. Okay. <laughs> Susie. Goes. Wow. Good job, Dave. Yeah. Susie goes in. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to number no, two. No matter what that girl did to you. Yeah. I know. They belong in the rock and roll hall of fame. That girl broke Dave's heart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number 29 is big country. The song look away. of a forgotten gem i think what do you think craig uh it's pleasant enough it's an okay song another band i have mixed feelings about when i was younger can i tell you when i was younger i was kind of an a-hole yeah <laughs> but strictly with regard to your musical i was kind of i was a not yeah. i mean not only was i like snobby about pop stuff I mean, I wouldn't even consider that, but I was sort of like a snob about like, you know, alternative or modern rock stuff because I liked the song Big Country. I had the album. I still have it, I'm sure. And I went to see them and I saw them at the palace and I didn't really like them live. I mean, you know, maybe they, they were too earnest, maybe. And I don't know, they wore their pants too high or something. You know, it was just like goofy stuff 
And I might've felt the same way sort of about Lloyd Cole and the commotions too, around the same time. You know, once I saw them live, it might've been, I might've been into the replacements by this time. So I might've had like, you know, oh, just an attitude like, oh, you're just too polished. You look kind of nerdy up there. I want to see somebody get outrageous and break things and cut loose and, you know, don't be so earnest. I don't know. But now I think I can appreciate Big Country a little more. And Stuart Adamson, is that it was his name? Yes. Yeah. And he had a, a pedigree. He was in the, the skids. Like Susie, he was like an early punk guy. He was in the skids. So respect. Belated respect. <laughs> I, I love how earnest could be a negative quality. For Craig back then. Yeah. This, did you like U2 back then? I did, but I also turned on U2. I've been back and forth on U2. Even, I know now like some people don't really hate that the new record, and I actually kind of like it. I mean, I like some of it. The Bono uh, audiobook really swayed me. More respect for Bono, and I like some later U2 stuff. You know, I, I don't know how, what year did, how did Dismantle an Atomic Bomb come out? I mean, that, that record was pretty good. And what's the other one? With stuck in a moment all, on it, all that Ollie, you, can't, all that you, oh, all that you yeah. can't leave behind. Yeah, yeah, that I love that. That's a great album. What what year did that come out? It 20, seems later, but it's probably like at least 20, 15 20, years old by now. 20 years ago, uh, yes. yes, it was over yeah. 20 years ago. So yeah, I know these later U2 records that came out yeah. 20 years ago. You know, yeah, it came out yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. very that, funny, yeah. hilarious. Holly, back to big country. You like look away. I did. It was you're, you're right. It was kind of a forgotten gem. Yeah. You're right. I really I liked it, but I I like watching. Well, you know, I like his whole look, his whole aesthetic. I'm not ashamed to say I liked it then. Mm-hmm. I like it now. So I enjoyed watching him in this video. Also, you know. Yeah, and as kind of a wannabe drummer, I, I do like the drums, the, the the big drum sound. Would you put them in there like your uh, top five Scottish bands of all time? Anyone? <laughs> Ooh, well, uh, they're under the Bay City Rollers, if you're asking me. Yeah, I know. No, are. no, no. On your list here, you're on your cheat sheet, no. no they w- I think they would make the top five. They would not be in the top five? Okay. No. Aztec Camera, Simple Minds, mm-hmm. Jesus and Mary Chain, Bay City Rollers, Travis, yeah. Bell and Sebastian, Cocteau Twins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, I was just, I wanted to see where they fit in the... They're, they're below that, but... R.I.P. Stuart Adamson. I'm so sorry for uh, being a snot-nosed brat. Yeah. <laughs> My younger years. That's why we weren't, yeah, we were always wondering why we weren't friends at CSUN, and that's... I, I did go see him, though. See, I, it yeah. wasn't, I liked him enough to see him. I mean, that's really what, to this day, that's really what separates, uh, you know, a great band for me, the, the live performance. Their records could be good. But when you see a band live, you really, you know, decide if they're like the real thing or just kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah. I stand by that. That was my first show at the Palladium was seeing Big Country. Yeah. yeah. And they played yeah. in a Big Country twice. Okay. Yeah, I just, I love the Scottish bagpipes and it just makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, in my high school, you know, we were Highlanders and oh. we had Highland dancers. That's right. There we go. Number 28 Ever Fallen in Love by Fine Young Cannibals. Like 
how do we feel about this cover song? Uh, <laughs> it's I, I like it, but it doesn't hold a candle to the original. Okay. I I love the original. I love one of probably one of my favorite songs off one of my favorite albums by one of my favorite bands. Yeah. What can you say? Yeah. I'm referring to is the compilation singles going steady and the, the shirt that I am wearing. <laughs> yes. Big fan. Much like REM turned me on to different bands. It was fine. Young cannibals version that I heard first. And Interesting. it was a couple years later that I like, Oh, there's this band, the Buzzcocks. I knew a number a few Buzzcocks song, but I don't think it ever occurred to me that that was, uh, that was actually a cover song. Yeah. Buzzcocks. I don't even know where I heard them or found out about them. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know if Rodney was playing them, but I don't know if they ever really got play on K rock or anything. I I really can't remember maybe a magazine or something that I found out about them. Dave, actually, now that I think about it, I might have also heard the fine young cannibals version first. Weirdly. I wouldn't have thought about it because now we know it's a buzzcock song, but I agree. This is one of my favorite, favorite songs. And Dave, you commented on the video for this because it's from the movie, right? It's from the movie uh, Something Wild. One of my favorite movies, Something Wild. I love that film. I agree 100%. It's also one of my favorite movies. It's got everything. It's got sex. It's got violence, good music. What more do you need, really? Oh, so good. (laughs) So you saw the video, though, Holly. I thought the video was adorable. I thought it was so cute. Okay. I'm easy. You should see the film. Did you ever see Something Wild? I I know I saw it back then, but I can't remember. I own the Criterion version of of this film. I love it. Wow. It's it's super 80s, but it's great. Melanie Griffith. Like, I I fell in love with Melanie. Yeah. Oh, oh, and our favorite, Sue Tissue makes a cameo. Oh, Sue Tissue? Sue Tissue of the band. Suburban Lawns. Yeah, Suburban Lawns. Yes. I didn't. I didn't know that, that she was made a cameo in it or either that, either I didn't know or I completely forgot. You shouldn't know that. I I, just, because uh, we did a little deep dive uh, a number of years ago about Sue and, and she's Dave's secret girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, You knew she was in this film and she's in the, uh, the high school reunion. Okay. And didn't, uh, didn't the feelies, aren't the feelies somehow, did they play the high school reunion? Yes, they did. How come we're not talking about Roland Gift? Go Roland ahead. Gift is a gift. That's what I'm yeah, saying. But yeah, let, let's talk yeah. fine young cannibals. We All talked right, about Roland Gift a little bit, but what, what do you like about Roland mm-hmm. Gift? Incredible voice. But I was thinking, I think we might have talked about this before. The phenomenon about the ska band spin-offs is pretty amazing. I mean, when you think that, you know, fine young cannibals came from the the English beat. I mean, the English beat, not only were they a great band, but they they spawned general public and fine young cannibals. If you add, you know, Roland Gift to the mix, it's yeah. pretty incredible when you think about that. Agreed? A hundred percent. 
hundred percent. But you're right. They spawned two great. I mean, there are a lot of spinoff bands, but two really great band. I guess that's our opinion. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mentioned Sue Tissue may have made this band, but Rolling Gift, you know, Sue Tissue's disappeared. We're, Rolling Gift should be a bigger star. We should still be, you know, he should at least be doing a residency in Vegas or something. That was, yeah, it was, it was weird that their career was so short. I can't remember exactly what happened or what the story was. What the reason was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they had incredible success early on. Was Ever Fallen in Love actually on their album, too? Did they put that on the album? Too I know the al- the album was a number one album, believe it or not. And I so happen to have this book on number one albums right here in my hand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've seen that book. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah, was- it was on the album. It was the final track on the album. Yes. Okay. Well, it was on the Raw and the Cook. That was it. Was that the first album or the second album? Second album. That's the second. Yeah, there was a self-titled one. Yes. With Johnny Come Home. Yes. That stalled at number 76. <laughs> okay. Enough that. All right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Fine Young Cannibals, they should be playing Cruel World. I'd love to see, see that. Yeah. He's acting. So in 2020, he starred as Johnny Holloway, an ex-pop star sent to jail in the BBC radio for a musical drama Return to Vegas. He wrote the play and co-composed the music with Ben Barson, who is the brother of Madness's Mike Barson. There you go. He did in 2009 crushed as Roland Lee gift, which was a non-album single. Yeah. I wonder if his voice is held up. Yeah. He did sing very high, didn't he? Yes, he did. That might've been hard to maintain. (laughs) It was, I heard somebody recently saying how they used to sing everything so high and <laughs> they just realized like it wasn't really sustainable and they had to change it. You mean this guy Bono? Was it Bono that yeah, said that? It, it might have been. It was Bono. He's lowered his voice a register, so now he sings like his dad. <laughs> All right, number twenty-seven is the Bengals walk like an Egyptian. think I, I know you were a snob back in 86 so there's no way you like this you would be completely wrong really <laughs> yeah so you're a selective snob yeah i love i love me some bangles <laughs> I, I was always a fan an early fan still have my original bangs single cool. getting out of hand and i have the ep yeah i was uh you know into them saw them uh, you know when they were starting out in the clubs Saw him later. I think I saw him play at Magic Mountain or something. And, you know, but yeah, longtime fan. And yeah, I love that song. I it, It's really? goofy. It's a novelty, but it's a great song. I love that you can hear it at Dodger games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when somebody is uh, put on, uh, you know, somebody walks and the video's <laughs> goofy, but it's all good. That's hilarious because they're not playing their instruments during that. They didn't write the song. This is not, this is everything that you hated back in 1986. And yet, because it's the Bengals, you loved it. 
I'm a hypocrite and I'm full of contradictions. Okay. What can I tell you? All right. All right. Very good. <laughs> Craig is talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Craig likes to dance. That's all we know. Craig likes yeah. dancing. That's that's a, a fact <laughs> to this day. I do like goofy pop songs. Okay. Yeah. I like how well-rounded you are. You have become. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, how, where, how, where does this song rank for you as far as Bengals? I know you are a huge Bengals fan as, fan as well. I probably, I liked it probably as much as Craig at the time. Now I hear it and it's, it, it is what it is. I might, well, you know, it's, it's like Love Shack or something. I mean, now, it's a. No, Love Shack is still legitimately, uh, that's a banger still. Walk like an Egyptian. I enjoy it at Dodger Stadium when Dieter Rule plays it and, uh, <laughs> on the organ. Yeah, I don't know how well it holds up for me. Are you going to read Susanna Hoff's book? Have you? This bird is flown. No, no, I haven't. Slightly interested. Yeah, this bird has flown. Or <laughs> that's the name of her book title. And that's also the case uh, with that assignment. I was looking for people to talk to yeah. and I didn't hear back. But I did play her version of Under My Thumb from her new uh, covers record the other day in the old uh, spin class. Under my Listen to the whole album. Truthfully, I didn't really wasn't crazy about Under My Thumb uh, when I first heard it, but I think I liked it a little better when I played it in class. And I I like the fact that she it's a woman singing that song. That's kind of a sexist song coming from uh, a guy. Yeah. So I like you know sort of turning the tables, flipping it over, and that type of thing. Talking with Craig Rosen all about songs that K-Rock played back in 1986. Let's cool the jets. Let's let Craig wander his room so he can find more records. And we will be back right after this break. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back on the What Difference Does It Make podcast with Craig Rosen. Number 26, The Smithereens from their debut. This is the first single from their debut album, Blood and Roses. think of this new jersey band great great incredible great stuff <laughs> great great the song's got a great bass line in it doesn't it dave you said this was the first single it was from especially for you yeah and the b-side was behind the wall of sleep nice wow yeah that's pretty nice wow that's an awesome single i wonder if i might have that 45 too. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> See, that's that that's how my mind works yeah no, we, i hear something and i mean it really doesn't matter these days but i don't know it's like immediately i do i have that because i don't really know off the top of my head or i think i do and sometimes i don't hence uh something wild which i'm sure i had at one point maybe it is just miss wild okay. who knows but that will bother me do you file your movie soundtracks under a different system? I file them under miscellaneous. I think, yeah, it's kind of weird. The vinyl, the vinyl, it's miscellaneous and soundtracks together. I think the CDs, there's a separate soundtrack section. I don't know why that is, but that's just the way it happened. Sure. <laughs> Makes perfect, perfect sense. This is also from a horrible soundtrack or a horrible movie, Dangerously Close, with a great soundtrack with uh, Depeche Mode, Black Uhuru, Green on Red, TSOL, Lords of the New Church. Anyway. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. What was Dangerously Close? At Vista High, hey! in the name of justice, some students are getting away with murder. He's searching for answers. It's getting out of hand. What, Brian? What, what's happening? Now he's getting close 
Let's teach him a little lesson. Dangerously close. You said Depeche Mode was on the soundtrack also? Yes. And Lords of the New Church. Huh. Yeah. We got to talk to the Smithereens and they're just a great pop band still. We love them. We love pop songs. They really are just about the music and they're still like connected to their New Jersey roots. They still feel like they're in their garage playing their rock and roll songs. Yeah. Number 25 is The Pretenders Don't Get Me Wrong. Off the album Get Close. one of a uh, top three pretender song for me what uh what about you guys yes I, it's a great one i mean it's funny they're right next to each other smithereens and the pretenders i think in a way both of those bands are sort of underappreciated don't get their due you look at how many great songs they have on their records especially their early records they were as good as anyone at the time yeah. both of those bands like pop single like singles bands but Yeah. But strong, like really great, great, memorable hooks. Incredible songs. Another one with a great bass line. (laughs) Dave, I was surprised. I did not know how much you like this song. This is not one of my favorite Pretender songs. Really? Why not? Really? Why why would you not like this song? Explain your hate, Holly. Did I say hate? That's what I I said this is not one of my favorites. I I did not say hate. There's nothing about the Pretenders that I will ever hate. Okay. I love that first album. That first album is another perfect album, you know, all the way through. And maybe it was because it was over because Don't Get Me Wrong was played a lot on the radio. Because it was so good. That's why. (laughs) It's not a criticism of the song. All I said was it's not one of my favorites. All right. Craig and Holly have a similar uh, bias on on certain songs. Some they love, some they hate for no reason whatsoever. No no apparent reason. (laughs) I I have reasons. I just don't know if they're valid. Yeah. But if they're your reasons, they are valid. Or at least in my young, younger self. But uh, I'm more open now. I'm I'm getting soft. Oh, wait, to answer your question, nobody has looked better than Chrissy Hind with bangs. You ever tried to wear bangs? Oh, yeah, I wore bangs. And? Big mistake. Okay. (laughs) I think I did, (laughs) believe it or not. You know, I don't know if I was like trying to be mod boy or whatever, or, you know, it's when I cut my hair shorter during the punk years. And there's a guy to this day on my swim team, I probably shouldn't admit this, from my high school swim team, who calls me Mohead. <laughs> and I think that's why, because at one point I had bangs. Yeah. So he called me, Mo- he calls me Mohead. Okay. Number 24, a band we saw at Cruel World last year, Craig and I, this is Public Image Limited. The song is Rise. May the road rise with you. What Anger we- is an energy. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could be right. I took a hot wire to my head because of the things I didn't said. Yeah. It's a very quotable song. Is that, is that, <laughs> yeah. is that, is that right? Is that the lyric? I, uh, you got to sing yeah. it. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds about, I took a hot wire to my head. 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, thank it's you. Very impressive. Dude. You can you can you can uh, perform in a John uh, PIL uh, tribute band. Sure. Yeah. All right. Public, public image unlimited. Unli- yeah. <laughs> very good. Nice. If I knew how to play bass, I'd be your jaw wobble. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> What did you think of them last year? I don't even remember what, if we came around, I'm thinking. Uh, I thought they started strong, maybe lost it a little bit, uh, but they're still good. I mean, I have a uh, fondness of uh, Mr. Lydon. I like him despite the fact that he may occasionally say some questionable things politically. I find him an amusing character and entertaining and always interesting. They had a song a few months ago called Hawaii that they entered into the Eurovision Song Contest, yeah, I love which it. was really a beautiful and touching song. Oh, I love it. That's incredible. And I think it was dedicated to uh, John's wife, Nora Forster, who was suffering from Alzheimer's and she recently passed away. You feel for him. He was uh, serving as her primary caretaker, apparently. So uh, that's rough. Did you watch, um, was it called Pistol? What was the uh, the sex pistol? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Johnny Lydon, he was portrayed as kind of a sweet character in a way like yeah i don't care of his family yeah. like a good family man and I, so it didn't really surprise me too much that he would devote all his love to his wife it's very mm-hmm. touching i had no idea they'd been married for so long and i just thought that was very heartbreaking i mean it is unimaginable being a caregiver for somebody like that yeah and they even took in the uh the grandchildren you know the yeah his wife's daughter was uh Ari, is it Ari up in, in the slits? Oh. And she, yeah. And she died and they raised uh, her children props to them. I mean, that, that's what's going on for a long time that she was battling dementia. Cause he mentioned it to me then that he was dealing with that. And uh, it was a long time ago. And I think back then it was sort of on the QT. I don't know if it was like completely off the record or not. But, you know, I think at that point we had my mother-in-law living with us who was, you know, going through a similar thing. So we chat, had a chat about that a little bit. Number 23. This was the original. It's by New Order. The song is Bizarre Love Triangle. What do you prefer, New Orders or Frentes? Who did it best? Every time I think 
think of you, I get a shot right through into a bolt of blue. It's no problem of mine, but it's a problem I find. Living a life that I can't leave behind. Is that even a question? Yes, it Seriously? is. Yes, it it's is. a question because Dave will tell you he likes the front day version. Really? You yes. know what? It's the only yeah. way I can remember what they never say bizarre love triangle in the song. I can never remember which new order song is which, but I know bizarre love triangle because of front day. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, I like the front day version too, but the new order version is amazing. I really love it. And that's another song that I have. I've actually within the last two months, maybe month or so I had played that in my spin class because blue Monday is way too long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's just a great song. Great sound. I mean, it's so weird. If you don't mind this tangent, when I hear those songs on that nice stereo in the gym, I really appreciate them even more because I, the music's playing loud and I'm really listening. I mean, sometimes it, it's strange these days, you know, music, it's a lot of background a lot of times. And we, you know, how often do you really, really, really listen to a song? That's why concerts are still super popular. That's the only time we really, really listen. To, I, I think like it's because you can't fold your laundry in the middle of a concert. Correct. Well, you could, but you might get some strange looks. Right. <laughs> But on the flip side, we're lucky to have all this music to accompany us while we are doing those things like folding the laundry. Yes. Even though we're not, we might not be focused on the complexities of the music or the lyrics. Number 22, another song from a soundtrack. You guys remember the, the movie Nothing in Common with Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason? Tom Hanks is his son. Jackie Gleason is the, uh, the dad who's got problems and Tom's making a lot of money, but he just can't control his dad. He's just going, he's driving him crazy and they've got nothing in common. And Thompson twins sang all about it in the titular song, nothing in common. Guys, uh, the song or the, the movie? Any memories of this? Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on both, both counts. No, I I remember the Thompson Twins. I remember Tom Hanks. I remember jo Jackie Gleason. But the intersection, <laughs> I have no memory of them all coming together in one? some sort of universe. Yeah. And again, it's a decent lineup on the soundtrack. You got... Uh, you got like an early Richard yeah. Marks on here. You got uh, Carly Simon, Nick Hayward, Christopher Cross, 
Aretha Franklin, the Kinks, and the Cruzados. Remember the Cruzados? They're on this. Yes, I remember the Cruzados. They played with Dylan. Yeah, and they were the plugs before they were the Cruzados. Yeah. You don't have that soundtrack album, do you? I don't think so. Since I didn't remember it, I don't think I do. All right. Holly did her homework. What do you think of the song? I mean, it's not my favorite Thompson. I wouldn't put it right up there, you know, with the best of the Thompson twins, who were really only twins when this song came out because someone departed. Oh, there were less than three twins now? Joe Leeway left earlier in 1986. So it was just uh, Alana Curry and Tom Bailey, who are technically not twins, but since they're two, that's what we're going to (laughs) say. I liked it. It was Thompson twins. What did you think? Did you remember it? It was probably the last we heard of the Thompson twins, like probably the last charting song from them. What I would guess. It surprised me that this particular song was so high up, but I guess, did they not have anything else? In 1986, nothing in common reached up to number 54 on the the U S charts. On Billboard, in Billboard, yes, but I'm talking about uh, K-Rock, that it's so high up on the K-Rock chart, oh. there was no other Thompson Twins this year. Yeah, this was the, last year, 85 was all Thompson Twins. That was, uh, right. you know, they played Live Aid, it was all big, big stuff, and this was uh, the beginning of the end. I think the Live Aid was the, their peak, and now they're, they're on the, the downward spiral yeah. as we all go down. Agreed. All right, let's wrap this up. Number 21 is Erasure, Ola Moore. Another debut album. Holly, debut album. As far as debut albums, we've played a couple. This one up there, Smithereens or, or Erasure or oh. Pretenders or, or Pretenders. What did you, th- you know? That's, that's really hard and unfair of you to ask. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I strike it from the record. <laughs> yes. I mean. Did you have well, that record? I'm pretty sure. I don't have it now, but I'm pretty sure I had it <laughs> then. This was on Sire, by the way. Holly, what's a boy in love supposed to do? Please tell me. <laughs> You know I love this. I love them. This song was a little overplayed for me, <laughs> you, but I love it. It's a giant. <laughs> it's always a giant negative for you if you hear a song too often. It is. Yeah. Even though, okay, so you know how when you were listening, to, you would call and request songs, and if they played the Bay City Rollers, even though I had the records, if they played Saturday Night every hour, I would be happy. But then I got to the point where, yeah, this at, around this time, if a song was overplayed, it was too much for me. I want to hear it on my own terms. Right. You can't listen to Friday. I'm in love. I mean, I can, but I would choose, I wouldn't be on my, it wouldn't be on my uh, concert set list for the cure as we know, as been previously determined. And we know that Craig likes to dance. So Craig, Erasure, Wonderland. Uh, I wasn't really a fan at the time. Maybe I should revisit. I'm a little more open-minded now. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll leave it at that. It is probably like pleasant enough, but at the time I'm, I didn't like it. it I could say. 
if you had the opportunity to see Erasure today, this year, would you see them? If, uh, maybe if it was like a cruel world type situation, okay, I would, I don't know if I would go out of my way to see them. If they were on like a bill with someone else that I was seeing, I'd check them out. You would go in time to see them. Yeah. Well, they were supposed to play the first year of the pandemic and then Mm -hmm. they kept postponing and postponing. And those are the, oh, those tickets are still sitting in my Ticketmaster app as a canceled show. Finally, the show was canceled. Wow. It's very sad. I mean. It's all relative. Yes. <laughs> the pandemic itself. It's I'm not making that. Comparison. Yeah. 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 What's, what's more sad? I was sad not to see Erasure in concert. Yeah. <laughs> It'll Dave? happen. All right. Well, let's ride off into the sunset and say thank you to Craig Rosen. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Always, always a pleasure to hang out, whether it's in person or virtually. Always a pleasure. Enjoy it. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for doing yes. this again with us. I am always happy to see your face. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Yes. Thank you. It's fun, fun to get music nerdy. All right, Holly, songs 30 to 21. What'd you think of this 10 song chunk? That was a fantastic chunk of songs. I really enjoyed them. You know, as we get closer to number one, these songs are awesome. Yes, we are getting closer. This is, it's fun. 1986 is a fun year. Some wonderful songs. A lot of soundtracks, but uh, from bad movies, but memorable music. There were some great soundtracks in the 80s. We weren't necessarily talking about them today, but there were some great ones. Yeah, and again, I would recommend Something Wild in case anybody uh, has forgotten about how wonderful that movie is. Go check that one out again. Melanie Griffith and Jeff Daniels. Both of them, never lovelier. Speaking of lovely, Holly, tell us about social media. Find us on social media at WDDIM Podcast and on our YouTube channel at What Difference Does It Make Podcast. I promise you will find some fun stuff. Lovely stuff, I bet. Uh, We have new episodes every Friday, something that we like to do. And uh, we appreciate if you can subscribe, click that button, whatever your favorite podcast platform might be, please subscribe. You can also find us on WDDIMpodcast.com. You can enter in your email and get our monthly newsletter with just a cavalcade of fun. So if if you like fun, subscribe to the newsletter. So uh, until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.